What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, I hope you're in for a marathon here. We've got about eight shows to do in the course of this week, and the purpose of that being is that I'm finally ready to put out the top 80 records of 1982 yes overkill maybe but it's a pretty solid year for music overall all types of music to be represented here for the most part and strap yourselves in we got a lot of records to check out now i use the rock and rank point system as a guiding light to help me rank this as properly and scientifically as possible but after that i get into personal favorites and nostalgia and stuff like that and just overall greatness of course so just try to think of each episode as kind of a block of essentials and as we get into the first couple of parts i would say if you're doing it on a 10 scale these are about six seven star records not great top to bottom records but there's flashes of brilliance and some stuff that's definitely worth checking out and for my money you can't really do a proper 1982 retrospective without representing some of these artists and some of these songs and speaking of which let's kick things off here with a big one not from a huge record but i'm sure it sold well because of the single i feel like the single probably sold more and we're gonna play that single because how could i not but we kick things off here with Tony Basil, who put out her debut album on May 22nd of 1981. Tony is known mostly as the choreographer to the stars. Her client sheet reads a mile long, some of the biggest names in the history of show business. And I also happen to know that she is a client of my spirit animal, Diamond David Lee Roth. But of course, she will forever be known as the woman who did this song. So from said album, word of mouth, we're going to kick the countdown off and as a great way to set pace for 1982, then with this one right here, it's Mickey.
kicking off our massive Part 8 Top 80 albums of 1982, coming in at number 80 right there. The debut album by Tony Basil, Word of Mouth, and of course that was Mickey. If you didn't know, that was a Chin Chapman composition, which Nicky Chin and Mike Chapman, they wrote some of the greatest pop rock songs of all time. Go look them up. They wrote a lot of songs for The Suite. So great songwriting team, and even Mike Chapman on his own. He's got a ton of hits out in the 80s so go look him up what a beast yes of course great pace setter right there in my opinion mickey and once again these are kind of just blocks even like just this record is not so much better than number 79 but you, you see what i'm saying and i'll explain myself as time goes on but let's push along here we're only up to album number 79 and i believe this is this gentleman's biggest album to date and it's gonna have to be of all time if i had to guess But coming in at number 79, an album that came out April 12th, 1982, produced by Don Gaiman, is John Cougar, before he was Mellencamp. Yes, after he was Johnny Cougar, before he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, God, we need a scorecard here. But yes, in this incarnation, it's John Cougar with his huge, huge record, American Fool. And I don't know about you, and yes, Jack and Diane, great song and everything, but who needs to ever hear that ever again on the radio or a podcast or any place else? But I got to say, the other big song on that record is one I get a little less sick of, and I think it's definitely an 80s anthem. So I'm going with it right here. So to represent the American Fool album by John Cougar, this is Hurt So Good.
You know, it reminds me of that time that I was living in Beaumont, Texas, and we crossed the state line to go dancing because our city had outlawed it. Oh, of course, that was footloose. That's not anything that happened in my lifetime. Also, I'm not big on bar fights. But yes, that was Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp from the American Full Record. And of course, Killer Drums right there by Kenny Aronoff, a drummer who I have seen live a handful of times playing for different bands over the years. Uh, from Everybody from the Smashing Pumpkins to Billy Gibbons. And I guess if Chickenfoot is ever active again, he'll be the drummer for them still. So, yes, Hurt So Good, of course. An essential song from 1982 without going super duper obvious and doing Jack and Diane. You're welcome. Speaking of not going super duper obvious, because I almost played Hand to Hold On To from American Fool, which was the third single, which did okay, but it wasn't like the big two massive hits that Jack and Diane and Hurt So Good was. And I'm going to go that route with this album right here because the two hit songs off of this next record are so huge, and to this moment, they're definitely being played on my local radio station somewhere and or Sirius XM talking about a record coming in here at number 78 that came out on March 26th of 1982 self-produced it's an album by Toto their fourth album so hence it is Toto 4 and this is their biggest album of all time there's no way they'll have a bigger album than this it's got the two bigs on there Africa and Rosanna and I still love those songs I don't know about you and it, honestly, I think this is a three-song album. And even in a normal scoring system, this may not have made the show or the list. But I feel like how could you do a proper retrospective and you know, things such as this covering the year 1982 and not include Toto 4? That would be a big oversight, I feel, because I like these three songs a whole hell of a lot. They are perfect pop songs, so we'd go with it right here. For the number 78 album here, Toto 4 going with i don't even think it was the third single but i'm calling it the third single because i think half of this album was actually released as a single because it was that big and it went on for that long but man you talk about smooth ass butter in your ears it's this song right here it doesn't get much more smooth and i don't even know if i'm going to play anything let's say softer rock than this song ever in the history of rock strikes 10 so let's be having you this is toto with I Won't Hold You Back.
Ah, uh, yes, and don't it make you feel good right there, man. I don't know about you, but when that chorus kicks in, it's just, oh, it's so good. I do love that song, I gotta say. I know it's schmaltzy as shit, but do love it. That was Toto with I Won't Hold You Back from Toto 4, the big monster album. You get that song, you get Africa, you get Rosanna. Kind of an essential ladies album. Not an overall great album, top to bottom, in my opinion, but I feel the need to include it, even just for those three songs right there. All right, moving on here. Same kind of deal. These blocks are kind of all the same. It's really just a matter of, man, how could I not put some of these artists in here? This is another one like that. Not even remotely my favorite album by this band. Kind of low on the list, but massive respect. True icons right here. And in my opinion, they definitely put together a handful of pretty good songs for this album. This was the last album in their initial run. They wouldn't put out a new studio album for a long, long time after this. And I'm talking about The Who. And their 10th album, It's Hard, came out on September 4th, 1982, produced by Glenn Johns. You know, and they actually had some success with this album. I think the sales were pretty good. Uh, Athena was in the top 40 for sure. And I would think that this one was too. I'm not sure if it cracked the top 40, but in my opinion, best song on the album. One of my favorite Who songs ever. So, gotta play it right here. So, come along with me. We're gonna stick with the semi-obvious here for the countdown for, for now. But, how could I not? This is The Who, of course, featuring, in this instance, Pete Townsend on lead vocals. It says, Eminence Front.
Some Who right there. Eminence Front. Great track, of course. Love it. It's just got some great attitude going on right there. And man, just I just love the randomness of what John Entwistle throws in there on the bass. That's some great stuff. All right. Rest in peace, Ox. And I, I can actually mention this here. I probably should have done it during the Toto entrant. But I was talking about inclusion early on in the show. I'm just going to make an early programming note here. Yes, this is what I try to consider to be a big, huge overall assessment of the year 1982. And I am throwing in some obvious essentials, even if the albums aren't that great in that camp, in my opinion. But yet I'm not playing it here on the show. It's my call. No thriller. This is a thriller-free zone. I probably should have announced that at the top of the show, just to be fair. But yes, no Michael Jackson, no thriller right here. Yes, of course, still like a handful of songs on it, but it ain't making my show. That's all I got to say about that. And what are we pretending to not know here? I think you know why I'm not putting it on here. Okay, and as kind of a tie-in to that, someone that has a hand in the worst song on Thriller comes in here at number 76 on our top 80 of 1982, Sir Paul McCartney with his album Tug of War, uh, featuring yet another duet that Paul McCartney would do with an R&B legend, and this time with the great Stevie Wonder, which, and if we're talking song-by-song duet between Ebony and Ivory and the doggone girl is mine, I mean, how could you not go with Ebony and Ivory? I feel like that's a no contest, so it's another reason why McCartney just edges it out here and gets on the countdown. Tug of War, obviously, I don't know if that's anybody's favorite Paul McCartney album. If it's yours, I apologize, but I would love to hear from you. This album came out on April 26th of 1982, notably produced by another Sir, Sir George Martin, of course, famed, iconic Beatles producer right here. But, you know, there's some stuff to be had on Tug of War that's worth your time. And this is one of them, for my money. Surprise, this was never put out as a single, so this is a great reason to play a song like this sort of in the same vein of when George Harrison a year prior had done all those years ago I feel like this is definitely a call to that and just the overall tone and nature of what's going on in the world in a world where John Lennon has been murdered very sad of course for all those involved and just for fans of his in general I feel like this is another one of those songs dealing with that but I think it's a really cool song, an underappreciated song in Paul McCartney's canon right here. So I'm using it to represent Tug of War right here. So here is Paul McCartney with Here Today. And if I said I really knew you well, what would your answer be? If you were here today,
Paul McCartney right there with Here Today from his album, Tug of War. And coming in at number 75 on our countdown right here. And in advance, Randy Brown, please don't kill me. I know you're going to be out there screaming too low. And, you know, I totally get it. Don't really have a lot of nostalgia for this record. I didn't love it top to bottom, but I thought that the half I did like of this album was super cool and super interesting. And I would definitely listen to it again. Maybe over time, it could climb that chart. But for right now, it sits at number 75. I'm talking about Sparks and their album, Angst in My Pants. Great title. Produced by Reinhold Mack, by the way, who's had a hand in some Queen records here and there. There are some songs that are so absurd, but on repeated listens, I get it and I kind of dig it. Like a song like Mickey Mouse is pretty fun, actually. And a song like Mustache, which is totally ridiculous as well, but... This is kind of the songs that they do. They do these kind of absurd songs that lean into humor. But the arrangements are cool, and that's what makes them an interesting band. I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I definitely plan to. But I'm going to go with this one right here to represent Angst in My Pants. My favorite song of this album currently, track two on the record. This is I Predict. Coming in at number 75 on our top albums of 1982, that was Sparks, the Angst in My Pants records, and that song was I Predict. Coming in at number 74, this is someone who has never been on my radar, but I gotta say, ever since the onset of the pandemic, this person has definitely been put on my radar via the pandemic video post that she's been doing with her husband, and... Man, this relationship is one of my favorites in music currently because it's such a yin and yang of personalities. So these videos are worth checking out just to see that kind of thing. And I know they've been together a while, so it's just nice to see those kind of things. But here you go, Toya Wilcox, a.k.a. just Toya. And 
man, this is the first album I've ever heard by her top to bottom for the purpose of doing shows like this. But I'm glad I listened to it. This is one of those new ones where it doesn't rank very high because there's no nostalgia there. But I will definitely be giving it another shot down the road. And I'm intrigued to hear some of her other records. So Toya's contribution to the year 1982 was an album called The Changeling. It's produced by Steve Lillywhite, who's, as far as I know, pretty famous for producing albums by like U2 and the Dave Matthews Band and stuff like that. But this is a cool record. So this album has a lot going for it. And Toya is a great front woman. And yeah, just get into her. Check her out, man. But yeah, this album, The Changeling, dig it. I'm going to play you my current favorite song off of this record. The song is, and I feel like it's a good first song to check out by her if you never heard anything by her, because this is the one that stuck out for me upon my first listen. So here you go. This is Toya with Angel and Me. That's why 
right, there you go. That was Toya with Angel and Me from her album The Changeling, coming in at number 74. An artist to watch. <laughs> Someone on the rise here, <laughs> at least in my eyes, right? By the way, I failed to mention that her husband is Robert Fripp of King Crimson. That's worthy of note. And they do these really fun cover songs online, so go check them out. Go look up Toya and Robert Fripp. Yes, like I said, check out Toya's stuff. That song reminds me, it's like a kind of a cross between Susie and the Banshees mixed with Pat Benatar. And hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, give her a shot. Next album here coming in at number 73. I mentioned these guys on the odds and ends because I actually played something off of an EP they had also put out in 1982 that was an add-on to this specific record. But this album definitely cracked the charts here for me in 1982. And I think it's probably honestly due to the style change they had on this record. They've long been considered kind of a proggish, hard rock kind of band. And then, you know, the 80s had dawned and they saw the writing on the wall. So they started leaning onto a more commercial side. Also, they had a big, huge lineup change, which changed the sound a lot in the band as well. A couple people returning and stuff like that. But Uriah Heep, yeah, they made my list here for 1982 with their album Abominog their 14th album they've been around for quite a bit i mean at least since the early 70s had to be and this album was produced by ashley howe it came out in the uk in the spring and the fall in the u.s just fun note right there but yeah i mentioned this on the odds and ends lee kerslake and bob daisley had just come out of ozzy's blizzard of oz solo band it was not a great experience for him and they came back to uriah heap and they put this album out and i think it's a strong outing also, there's another Aussie tie-in there. John Sinclair, who plays keyboards on this record, he also has a past association with Aussie as well. I think even after this, actually. But getting back to Abominog by Uriah Heep, yeah, as far as like early 80s hard rock slash metal albums, this is a pretty fun one. So, you know, if you've never heard it, give it a shot. I think it's pretty cool. So as an introduction, I'm going to play track one off of this record right here. Comes in pretty hot with this one right here. Too Scared to Run.
Uriah Heep right there with Too Scared to Run off of their album Abominog, which comes in here at number 73 on the top 80 albums of 1982. We move on to something completely different and move all the way over to the west coast of the United States for one of the most iconic punk rock acts ever. They put out their debut full length at the dawn of 1982, an album they self-produced, talking about bad religion and the album How Could Hell Be Any Worse. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's one of those things where you definitely see the potential there. There's some flashes of brilliance. They're not quite in my favorite era of the band, but it kept my interest enough to where it cracked the chart here. So nothing wrong with that. Not too bad for a rookie outing. And they had put out some EPs prior to that. But, you know, for a band self-made, self-produced, and that whole thing, you got to give it up for Bad Religion. One of the fathers here of the DIY movement in the early 80s and beyond. This is where Epitaph Records was born, of course. So let's just go with the opener right here to set the tone. So from their debut album, this is Bad Religion with We're Only Gonna Die. religion right there in their rookie year with we're only gonna die the opening track from how could hell be any worse and we stick with california but move over to a different thought a different neighborhood if you will with the red rocker sammy hagar the last entry tonight coming in at number 71 is sammy's outing that came out on november 30th 1982 now i'm called three lock box produced by keith olson who has a resume a mile long but yeah, you know, this is a cool little record. It's A lot of Sammy albums are not perfect for the most part. There's not like that one Sammy Hagar album where I'm like, oh, you gotta own that one. Sammy's always good for at least three or four songs on a record for the most part. And this album is no exception, of course. The title track is a lot of fun. It's got one of the ultimate AOR peaks of all time with the song Remember the Heroes, which features Jonathan Cain from Journey on it and background vocals from Mike Reno of Loverboy. So you got all three of those guys on the same song. That's kind of a peak of that era. But I'm going to go with this one right here, i got to say. And yes, who who doesn't love the title track? And, of course, the catchiest song by a mile on this album is, of course, Your Love is Driving Me Crazy. It was a big hit for good reason. But the song that immediately followed that is the one that caught my ear the most, honestly, just because I don't recall hearing it a whole hell of a lot ever. So I really dig this. It's kind of heavy. It's a little dark. So I'm going with it right here. So to juxtapose your love is driving me crazy, here's the song, like I said, that followed it, 
And let me know what you think of this. This is In the Room. Closing off the show here today and closing off the first part of our top 80 albums of 1982, coming in at number 71, that was Sammy Hagar from the album Three Lock Box, and that song was called In the Room. I like it. It's different from what you would expect from Sammy, so I just wanted to play it here, see what you thought about it. I like it. And as the rule goes, the show's only going to get better as the week progresses here. We're going to be back, maybe even by the end of the day today, with part two and numbers 70 through 61 here on the top albums of 1982. So stay tuned. Hope you're in it for the long haul because I sure am. But for right now, as we say goodbye, very temporarily, I'm going to kick it over to my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high quality, soft as heck, 
Next Level branded shirt, and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.